Hello there in podcast land and welcome back to Spoilers, a bad movie review show on the Rat Pack Podcast Network where your hosts have lots of opinions but zero credentials. Each week we watch a movie, usually a bad one, we crack a couple jokes, we give our insight into the film, and we play a couple games at the end. I'm your host Adam, I'm joined by Cowboy. I am not oh. Michael Jackson. Oh wait, I'm sorry guys, I was talking to the man in the mirror. Hold okay. <laughs> and we also have Maestro over there. I'm the man in the mirror. Uh, oh, I was expecting a jam on from one of you. No, I was asking if he was Michael Jackson. <laughs> All right, this week we continue our quarantine block. I already episodes. told you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so movies aren't being released. Well, they kind of are, but not in the same way they used to. So we have a new way of doing things. We're kind of picking movies and whatnot based on other things. In this Before case, we get going, did you hear oh. what AMC Theaters and Universal, they, they settled their squabble or whatever? I did not. Because AMC wasn't going to show any Universal movies because Universal decided to release Trolls 2 uh, for streaming and renting, you know, for like 20 bucks or something like that. I know that because we actually rented it. So AMC was pissed off because Universal was talking about just doing this going forward. Mm. And that sucks for theaters, you know, because they make the majority of their money when movies are dedicated just to theaters. Right. Well, um, usually it was like, I think it was 60 days or 90 days that a movie couldn't go out. It was like dedicated just to movie theaters or something like that. Yeah. Is now cut to 17 days. Oh yeah. Was at 17 at 17 days. Universal can put their movie out for streaming. Interesting. But it's not going to be like on a platform where if you subscribe to that platform, you can get it for free, but you could stream it on you know, Hulu or something and pay for it, or you can stream it on Amazon Prime, but you would pay a premium to stream it. So now you don't have to wait so long for movies to come out. You can just wait 17 days, which is roughly two and a half weeks, and watch it at home for perfect. Yeah, the same the same price. Rarely will I see a movie within the first two weeks of it coming out. If I ever see a movie, it's going to be maybe at least two weeks, unless very special occasions. But otherwise, yeah, that was perfect. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I have seen two movies that were released this year. Uh, one I, I was at the drive-in. It was, oh, damn it. It was Bautista, uh, My Spy, uh, the, the guy that played uh, Drax. I, th- I think I may have talked about it. Uh, he was a spy, and it was, it was a kid movie. It was like a pacifier version of, with this guy. That was cool. I saw Greyhound very recently, that Tom Hanks one. There was a recreation of... Some sort of war thing. Uh, that was cool. But, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine with what I have right now. I don't, I don't need new movies. There's too much, I, there's I too only much wanted on. to bring that up because it's relevant because we're a movie yeah, man. show called Spoilers, and it was movie news that just came out last week, beginning of last week or something like that. I don't know. All but, right. Well, appreciate yeah. it. All right. Yeah. Um, moving along. Yeah. So this movie, uh, I chose it because I don't know about the rest of you, but my daughter starts school this week. So we're doing a school movie. And I went to Fast Times at Ridgemont High from 1982. <laughs> uh, let's go through the basics here, then we'll talk about it. This is directed by Amy Heckerling, starring Sean Penn, Jennifer Jason Lee, Judge Reinhold, Robert Romanus. Brian Backer, Phoebe Cates, and a bunch of other people. Here's a little synopsis, then we'll get into our thoughts. A group of Southern California high school students are enjoying their most important subjects. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. 
All right. Have you seen this movie before? Start with the Maestro. Have you seen this one? I mean, honestly, I feel like I have because I've already seen every other Cusack movie, and this just felt like it was right, like the same thing. Okay. So I figured, yeah, I've seen it, but no, I haven't. Oh, okay. Interesting. How about you, Cowboy? Um, being a 70s kid that I am, for six months at least, um, <laughs> 1982, I was three. I definitely heard of this movie growing up. Saw bits and pieces of it. Knew about Spicoli, but I can't say I've actually watched the movie. And I have watched the movie now. And yeah. Okay. I think I saw this one in high school or just after high school. Really? Because I people were had talked about it. Uh, enough so that I was like, fine, I'll give this a shot. Uh, Sean Penn as a stoner kid. All right, I'm curious. I'd like to see how that works out. Because I don't know Sean Penn in more serious roles up to this point. So seeing him as like that, like, oh, that's, I got to see this. And I don't recall liking it or disliking it. I recall checking it off of, all right, I've seen it. I'm done here. And I didn't understand why, the hype of why everyone was like, oh, this is great, this is great. And watching it again this time, I am now further into my commitment of why does everybody think this movie is so goddamn great? It's uh, I can tell you the best part of the movie. <laughs> it's a swimming pool? Boobies. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah, you know, for, for, for a guy. I mean, honestly, watching this movie, I'm like, what's the point of this movie, you know? Uh, but I did, I did after the movie, come up with a question for you guys. Oh, okay. Because we, we got a plethora of different personalities in this movie. Mm. Which one would you relate to the most? Not now, but as you were in high school. Oh. Oh, super easy for me. And I'm sure you guys can pick it for me. But, yeah, I'm the... I'm the the kid that was chasing after uh, Jennifer Jason Lee uh, at the beginning, and then once she started getting a little like fresh and like, okay, I gotta go, I gotta turn on my sister's car, and then disappeared. And uh, he plays he basically played the long game, uh, and he, he, even in the in the ending credits or right, right before the credits, it says that they've been together for X amount of months years. or years, two years. <laughs> And yeah. still haven't gone all the way, so that's that's definitely my character. <laughs> uh, I, I I would have to say that I would agree with you that in high school, I was I was a combination of that guy, and I thought in my mind I was like the guy who scalped the tickets. Oh, is, so you were you like, were the guy that fucked over like, his friend? That was you? No, I, I didn't <laughs> fuck over my friends. But what I was saying is like. I was the guy who was the usher at the movie theater, yeah. but I wanted to be the guy that scalped the tickets that I tried. I tried to be that guy and utterly failed Got it. because I mean, I, I just, I wasn't confident, you know, mm. I, I didn't have that confidence yeah. in me in high school that, you know, when I did have a girlfriend in high school, it's like, I mean, kissing was a huge thing for me, you know, and when, when I know that all my other friends are like having sex and stuff yeah. as a junior in high school. And I'm just like, uh, okay, I kissed her. You know? <laughs> I, I kissed the girl and I liked it. Yeah. It, I, I, I would have to say 
mentally, I wanted to be the guy scalping the tickets in high school. All right. But that was a Mike reality. Mike I was the Mike Damone. It was that's yeah. that's who you okay. What about you, Maestro? Do you have a one that you think would be you? Oh, man, honestly, I don't think so. No, I, no, I don't, unless you guys can point one out for me, I don't, I didn't see one. I see you much like a Brad. That was uh, Judge Reinhold, the guy that worked at the fast food place and then went to work at the pirate place. You mean the guy that <laughs> with the gun afterwards? Yes, <laughs> the guy that stopped the mugging at the very end. That also fits. No, that's totally Ivan. Totally. <laughs> oh, I don't know, man. You don't mean guns because he was kind of like out there, but like not like crazy, but just kind of like a you're an interesting guy. <laughs> I, I had I had some friends like Spicoli though. Oh, for in sure. High school. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I there was a there was a group of three of them for sure at the the high school that Mesher and I went to that would be like that's the Spicoli guy right there. And I, I knew a couple of girls like uh, the the youngest one that went out with the twenty six year old. Oh yeah, I, I knew a couple of girls that were dating like college guys, you know, as sophomores in high school. It's like, all right. The only thing, and uh, I'm sure I'm wrong here, but I got the impression that uh, Phoebe Cates, the the one that did the whole uh, scene by the pool where she took her top off and uh, kissed Brad. Who had, she had a boyfriend, which was like in Canada or something, or where I don't know where they were. He was in, they were engaged, and he was off somewhere else. I, Her boyfriend's name was Doug. Doug. Okay, I got the impression that Doug didn't exist. That this was a made-up boyfriend to talk to these girls about. Like, oh no, I totally got a boyfriend. That's why I'm not doing anything. And he's way over there. And especially when, uh, what was her name? When Stacy asked her, like, so how long does Doug usually last? Like, oh, thirty to forty-five minutes. Like, no. No, that's not how that works. Uh, and then she, she was saying that the, the other guy lasted, oh, yeah, about 15, 20, when it was in reality about two to three seconds before he was done in the, in the pool house there. It was a five-pump chomp. Yeah. <laughs> I got to talk the big game, of course. Uh, oh. So uh, this, this movie to me was, was a nothing of a movie. It, yeah. it it basically it just told a story and it, not even a very interesting story, and then it was over. And like, okay, was, is there a moral here that we're supposed to learn? That, like, it, it, it was like taking Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero and pushing it into an hour and a half movie in nineteen eighty two, which would have been about two and a half seasons, I would assume, of Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero. Yeah, right. Okay. If I know anything about those kind of soap opera kind of shows, it's it takes a very long time for a simple thing to happen. Oh yeah. So yeah, this definitely could have been a two season. If if it was Passions, I used to watch Passions back in the day because I was uh, a girl I was into liked Passions, and she was going she was going out of town for a couple months, so I'd record for her every day on VHS because I'm I'm that guy. And it, it, I swear to God, it was like three weeks for a, a, what could have happened in five minute scene to have to play out. So dumb. Yeah. I hate that shit. <laughs> Well, didn't it feel like that? Like in most Cusack movies, the same thing. Except usually the Cusack movies are a little bit like out of this world, a little more so. No, because at least with the Cusack movies, there's kind of characters that you kind of end up starting to like enjoy because they're like that far out there. I guess, but the they, they weren't as I, I think far out there as, as this one was. Where these these were all like almost polar opposites of each other. These were yeah. all super caricatures. With Cusack, yeah. they were kind of little subtle things. Not, maybe not super subtle, but they, they weren't 
uh, exaggerated, I don't think. Okay, so then, then this is my suggest- my question then, okay? Well, after watching this film, okay, mm-hmm. and everything you know about it, and also watching a Jonathan Cusack film, you know those old 80s ones, 90s ones? Yeah, say anything. Uh... What, what made Ridgemont High so much more popular than the Cusack films, or any of the Cusack films for that matter? I have the no movies. idea. <laughs> <laughs> but didn't they have boobies in some of the Cusack films too? Uh, I don't think so. If it, if they were, it was uh, for, not full on for much shorter periods, and it was mm. they could have very easily been uh, stunt boobs, uh, not not that boobs of the actual actress, where it was side boob, or it was like a cutaway where you never saw the head, so it could be anybody's boobs. In this movie, you're like, no, no, that's her, that's her boobs for sure. Well, I guess in that's okay. I can't believe we're talking about boobs. Okay, so it's the only thing relevant in this movie. Okay, well, my question is but well, well, this is the thing about that. If, if you get stunt boobs or like side or whatever, someone else's boobs to portray as yours and they're better looking, supposedly, mm-hmm. wouldn't that be a better thing for you? That would be false advertisement. Of course, it's false advertisement, but then again, what? <laughs> I'd, wa- I'd want my $2.75 back because this <laughs> breakfast was guaranteed. <laughs> and now it's lunch. By the way. But you ate most of it. <laughs> in, in that specific scene, uh, did you notice who the fry cook was in the kitchen? With the glasses? No. No, no I'm sorry. No, never mind. No, I didn't. How about you, Mishra? Uh is this in trivia and you found it out in trivia and now you're just like making it sound like you're smarter than we are? 100% yes. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, who was it, Adam? Uh In the credits for this movie, the yeah. only time it appears this way in any movie credits, uh, Nicholas Coppola. Oh. Which mm. you might know now as Nicholas Cage. What? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. You know, you know, you know what else um, in, oh. in this movie? Uh, Spicoli's uh, friends in the van. You only saw them a couple times. Yeah. One of his friends. One of his friends played in the movie Gotcha, and I think you guys did that on spoilers. No, we talked about it when uh, when when you chose the inner space. Inner space. Yeah. I thought it was going to be Gotcha. <laughs> I okay. assumed. I thought this was like, oh yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, I mean, he he played in Gotcha. He played in a bunch of other movies too. I can't remember his name. Why off the top of my head, I can't remember his name. But um, Rick Astley, actually, yeah, he, he wasn't he Goose. Was he in to- uh, Top Gun? No, Is no, that right? no, no, he wasn't. No, he played. What did he? I'm checking. Anyway, he played in something else. I, I, I can't. I can't remember. He's played in a lot of things, and I just can't remember. Oh. But I remember Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, that that I remember that one too. That I, uh, I just, but he only had a couple quick scenes, and he really didn't say but a couple words. Hmm. I was like, oh man, you know, he's like, he's been in some pretty cool movies, but <laughs> I can't the, remember any of them except Gotcha, because yeah. you know that's in my realm, right? Uh, Anthony Edwards, he was in ER. He wasn't Top Gun. He was Goose. Yeah, Look Anthony the Edwards. Man. There you go. I've been watching ER. Uh, he was Goose, wasn't he? Uh, he was Goose. Look at you. Yeah, see? Wow. Tell me no. Oh, I know him as a doctor from ER. That's the yeah. guy from Gotcha. Holy Christ. He was, he was yeah. He lost he was all his, his hair. <laughs> He's in this movie. 
<laughs> I, I recognized him. I was like, oh, wow, this guy's all oh, right. Anthony Edwards. Cool. Yeah. Um, he didn't have a very big part. Was this yeah. the beginning of his career or what? In this movie, he was uh, in the credits. He is stoner bud. Stoner bud. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, wow. Interesting. Right, so let's, let's talk about Spicoli since that's another one of the major things about this movie that everybody, I guess, knows. What did you think of his performance as Sean, Sean Penn as Spicoli? Was that a, a believable thing for you? Did you buy it? Did From the 80s? Job? Yes. All right. Yeah, I believed it too. He was, he was the typical 1980s surfer dude high on – well, like the teacher says, he's – Pretty sure ninety percent of people, everybody's on dope. Yep. But uh, Mr. Hand. Yeah, he, he ah. was. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for him sometime in the movie to say, "Talk to the hand." Nah. <laughs> but quick question. Quick question. Does he ever age? Who, Mr. Hand? Mr. Hand. Yeah. I mean, I've seen tons of movies. He looks exactly the same. Really? He did look familiar. Let's see. He was in Popeye. He was a poop deck yeah, pappy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he's no all the movies he's in here are wait over four two thousand. How's he in a lot of movies? How dare you? <laughs> he's in a lot of movies. I think the last movie he was in a TV movie that doesn't count. Uh, my favorite Martian from nineteen ninety nine. I think that's Christopher Lloyd. Okay, if you Wikipedia his face, okay, he's got a he's got a picture. On Wikipedia, Ray Waston? Waston? Walston. Walston, sorry. He's got a black and white picture, like when he was in like those older Martian films. Mm-hmm. From my favorite Martian, 1963. He looks exactly the same as he did in this film. Oh. Take a look. I mean, seriously, just do a quick look. Oh, Google, really? Wiki, whatever. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure he doesn't look like that now. Is is he alive still? Um, check it <laughs> Uh, no, yeah. he, oh, he, died. he died in 2001. I bet you he doesn't look the same now. No. <laughs> but in every film I've seen him in, he's the same. Okay. <laughs> Maybe that's why I didn't notice Nicolas Cage, because yeah. I don't want to notice him. <laughs> well, you, you, you wouldn't know unless you were looking for him, because even I saw the clip, it was like maybe a two-second clip where you see him from the side only. I'm like, oh, I guess that is yeah. him. But yeah, no, not a big deal. Uh, wow. Judge, Judge, Judge Reinhold has been in things that I have liked over the years. Uh, the one that I liked the most was the uh, U.S. Marshals, uh, where he was with uh, Tommy Lee Jones or the Search Every Outhouse, Out uh, Blockhouse, whatever. He's got a two foot maximum, whatever. Got it. Two miles. Yeah, the, the guy who played Brad, he was in Beverly Hills Cop. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, Judge Reinhold. Yeah, yeah, but the thing is, is he he. Um, his demeanor and his acting is like he's very dry. Yes. Like in Beverly Hills Cop, he acted the same way he did in this movie. Also in US Marshals, you know? it was the same exact way. <laughs> he, he, yeah, it, but the thing is, is unlike what I believe about Nicolas Cage and can't stand Nicolas Cage, this guy's pretty cool. You know? <laughs> Wait until you watch him in uh, Santana Claus with uh, Tim, Tim the Toolman Taylor. Oh. Neil no. Miller. Oh yeah, no, he wore those really cool sweaters. Yeah, no, I remember. Cool, that. <laughs> that's the word you can use. He always has the same kind of look where he looks like he's surprised at everything. Yeah, <laughs> wide-eyed, looking around. What? Yeah. Oh, I can't <laughs> believe he said that. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> he's a fun guy. Yeah, he's 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 a fun guy. I mean, I think he knows it, and that's probably why he's not like he, he hasn't gotten these major roles. You know, he's just like, yeah. ah, I'm filler. <laughs> like, they need a bland guy to play this part, and I'm pretty good at playing bland. Yeah, absolutely is. <laughs> but he was great in Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> yeah, he's fun, and it's and maybe that's what this movie did is it put people on the map that we wouldn't know about. Uh, well, I don't know. At the time, this is this is a long, long time ago. This is this is two years before I was born, uh, so I wouldn't. Oh, that's forever ago. Yeah, I recognize uh, Jennifer Jason Leigh. I recognize that name, but I I couldn't tell you what I've seen her in. But the the, the movie had no impression on me. It left yeah, me with I, nothing. Nothing at all, which is why we're trying to pick apart each individual character and talk about what they've done yeah. before or what they have. I, all right. Yeah. I, I guess if we go over the story, basically, there's this girl, Jennifer Jason Lee, uh, who was in The Hateful Eight as Daisy. That was Stacy? Domergue. Yes, Stacy. She's okay. trying to lose her virginity and ends up losing it in a baseball dugout with a 26 year old, even though she's, she's 14, four, right? 15, I think. 14 or 15. Because I remember being very upset at her age and how close it is to my daughters, and like this is outrageous. I was going to bring that up. I was going to be like, mm, "She's fifteen. Is, She's 15. Is, this, okay. is this how high school? Is this what you're thinking? High school? I know. And this like was the fucking eighties. This was the eighties. So things have to be so much worse. Because because this to me, even for my version of high school, this was already way too advanced uh, sexually. But that's just because I was I was uh, it developed later in life, I, I guess. Yeah. It's for a freshman or sophomore to be doing these kinds of things. It's I mean, Stacy for a fifteen year old. What did you think about her boobies? I'm not sure I can comment on that. It's a weird. <laughs> <laughs> she obviously she wasn't eighteen when she did this show. Yeah, or she, she wasn't fifteen. Right. Um, but it, she but had it's, been. It's still a very weird. Like I, uh, it's a it's a fifteen year old. I know it's not, but it's ah, it, it seemed appropriate if, for the age. If you were in high school, yeah. And you went to school with these people, and you worked in. The, it seemed like everybody from the high school worked in the same mall. Yep, I worked at a mall in high okay. school. <laughs> um, I worked at Taco Bell, um, <laughs> so that was worse than being the usher at the movie theater. Yeah. Um, so, if you were in high school, which one of these girls would you go for, Stacy, or what was the other girl's name uh, that was wearing the red bikini, Linda? Linda. Yes. Are uh, you a Linda guy or are you a Stacy guy? I would have been a Stacy guy because she seemed a lot more uh, approachable, like cute, cute, but not like hot. If, if that makes any sense. Like if you had a chance with her and you got her, you might have a chance of keeping her. I, I feel like I have more of a chance. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I feel like I'd have more of a chance with with uh, somebody like that than I would with Linda, because because Linda's like hot and she knows it, whereas Stacy I feel like is hot but doesn't know it. Type but of. the thing is, is but if you knew their personalities, Linda seemed like if Doug was real, she yep. seemed like the girl that was loyal that you wouldn't have to worry about. Where Stacy was like, I just want to get laid. Right, but that's the problem with those girls in high school. The ones that are loyal, they're they're always in a relationship. So there's never a chance to ask him out. Well, you could have waited until the end of the movie. 
<laughs> I don't have two hours to wait. <laughs> yeah, I was I was thinking Brad and her would have hooked up at the end of the movie. <laughs> you know, because she walked in on Brad in the bathroom while he was jerking off thinking about her. Oh, boy. Oh, I got a piece of that for trivia, too. That's a fun one. <laughs> Was he really jacking off? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna help, I'm gonna save that. Let you have some blue balls for that one uh, for later on. <laughs> oh, I took care of it by the end of the movie. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, uh, what about you, Maestro? In, in, in high school mm. setting, uh, Linda or Stacy? Uh, I don't know. I, Linda, I, I, it's a tough question, man. Because, like, for me, Stacy never really did it for me. So, so what's going on? Like, hold on. Something's wrong with my computer. Hold on. Uh-oh. See, Stacey's the girl Pause. I would have went after and then eventually went on a date with uh, on my first year of getting my bachelor's degree. So it would have been a very... <laughs> it would take me that long? Yeah. Because I would become a friend by the end of high school. Then we'd be friendly for the first two years of college. And then eventually, one night, we'd be like... Oh hey, why, why did anything ever happen? I don't know. Oh, and then maybe something happens. <laughs> and then she would have to. She would have. She would definitely. I see you as the usher at the movie theaters because I see the girl having to make the first move on you. Absolutely. Yep. Because in, in yeah. my mind, especially in the high school days, not so much these days, but in the high school days, it was nobody at all is ever interested in me. So I'm not even going to attempt anything. So if a girl says, hey, I like you, I'm like, oh, hey, I like you too. This is awesome. Whether or not I actually did or not, it was just like, hey, all right. <laughs> oh, you like God. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yay, I got somebody to play with me. I don't care if you want to be a dentist. <laughs> and you look like an elf. <laughs> right. Are you sure you're okay with uh, this on my face? I, I, I don't care if you're a toy in, in the land of forgotten toys. I, you want to play with me? All right, cool. Here's my penis. <laughs> oh man, I do not miss high school at all. High school, Adam. <laughs> bad. I, I I miss high school for a couple reasons. Not because I actually, well, a high school seemed easier than the real adult world. Um, yeah. oh. I, in hindsight, you know, but I I, I feel like if I have to depend if I was in high school with the knowledge experience and information that I have now. Oh yeah. It would be different. Yep. That's something I think about often is that if, 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 I, if it was me in high school now, ugh, that was a weird sentence. Uh, yep. If in high school <laughs> I had the brain I have now, not me right now going to high school. Cause that's again, another thing I can't comment on because of things, the brain, what? the maturity, that I have now in high school, I, I, I would have been, it would have been great. It would have been fantastic. But for now, when I look back in high school, the only fond memories I have is hanging out with my friends, just talking about ridiculous shit, paintballing. Uh, you still do. I haven't gone paintballing in a very long time. Do you really want to go paintballing? I do. In fact, I can see my paintball gear right now it, it, over there in that corner of the room. I think it was. I think it was more along the lines of talking about ridiculous shit. <laughs> yeah, which is what this podcast is. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm we, we watched high school ridiculous days. shit movie. Oh no! Am I the uncle in uh, Napoleon Dynamite? I can't let go of high school, so now I'm podcasting to relive my glory days of talking shit with my friends. <laughs> that's okay. We'll go make some sweet money with Uncle Rico. Okay, <laughs> we're gonna. That's we're gonna start calling you Uncle Rico from Damn now on. It. Oh my! But like the nerdiest version possible. It's not football, though. No. It's <laughs> talking about crap on a podcast. 
Maestro's Pablo. I'll vote for you. Yeah. <laughs> is oh, that no. a sledgehammer? <laughs> That's okay. Know. I'll be Napoleon Dynamite. It's all good, dude. I, I think I Shut seen, up. I'm pretty good with the bow staff. See, and that's why Maestro is Napoleon Dynamite. He's, he's, <laughs> yeah, because he knows how to use the bow staff. Yeah. <laughs> um, definitely Linda. Definitely Linda. <laughs> Linda, okay. <laughs> okay. Took us that long to get an answer. No, yes. <laughs> yep. Well, you guys, what, I didn't want to interrupt what, you guys while you're going through that whole conversation. I'm like, you know what? Just wait. <laughs> I mean, well, what, did it, what did it for you, Maestro? Why, why Linda? What did it? Um, was, it, was it it was the darker nipples huh no it was just the pool scene in general <laughs> <laughs> oh boy I'm, I've always I've always been uh, guys like brunettes I guess mm, that's why you didn't like the duck boobs huh there was no dark nipples Ugh, Jesus Christ You're horrible. God you know, I, you know. Whenever we do a movie where there's boobies involved, I'm gonna bring up Howard the Duck boobs what, to ruin it. Is that why? Yeah, yeah. Put it in your head every well, time. I, I think I, it's like I think I've gotten out of my mind, and it's not no longer affecting me. Right? You pull me back that, in. <laughs> when he said that, I immediately said, "Is it like the shape? I don't understand." Then all of a sudden, uh, it got back to me. Duh. Back to Howard the Duck. Fantastic. Mm. Uh, that's in the archive. I, 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 I don't see, Maestro, that was your movie you picked, okay? That doesn't mean <laughs> I have to remember it. You I finally moved on for Master of Disguise, okay? And now I'm on <laughs> Howard the Duck. Well, he's got a point. We'll, we'll, have, we'll have another movie this season that will get me off Howard the Duck and on to that next season. Okay. He's got that's a good point. He does have a point there. Uh, Turtle. Is there anything else you guys want to say about this movie? I feel like we're, we're stretching it as thin as we can because there's nothing to say about this movie. I did um, like I did like the way Penn fell out of the van after they got stoned. That was funny. <laughs> Every time he got out of the van, he fell. Yeah, that's true. I think there was two or three scenes where they were coming out of the van, and every time he fell out of the van. Yeah, I think it was the scene where they were pulling up to the to, to the dance where. Even as it's approaching you, you can't even see who's inside of it because there's so there's so much smoke all throughout. Like, how do you drive? How can you see where you're driving? <laughs> my, my question is, is okay, um, growing up in high school, um, when my brother was in high school, he's six years older than me. I shared a room with him for uh, about a year. And, uh, you know, everybody has posters up in their room and stuff like that. Do you think you would ever, in high school... Would have been able to have posters up in your room like Spicoli. Oh, hell no. No way. I, <laughs> it, 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 back in those days, I had to, like, if there was a Victoria's Secret catalog that came in the mail as a mailer, I would hide that. <laughs> then that was already like, oh, this is too far. It's too, and it's, it's I, think, I think back then, Victoria's Secret catalogs in the mail came wrapped with paper around it. You know what? Shit. This, oh, God. It wasn't you even. Good point. It wasn't even Victoria's Secret. It was like the Sears catalog. <laughs> and there was, there was like a four to five page section of bras. And, and you were always looking through that section, huh? <laughs> when your grandparents said, here, look through the Sears catalog and circle what you want for Christmas, you're like, okay. Flipping back to the lingerie yeah. and the bras and the underwear. Ooh, that one's kind of sheer. That'll work. 
<laughs> not to circle them, just to look. Right. Yeah. No, that's but what you, I mean. That's what I mean. They're like, Ooh. Grandma, Grandma, I'm going to take the catalog. I got to go to the bathroom. Can I take the catalog yeah. with me? <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah, I think the only, the, the most racy uh, in those days poster my brother had up in his room. I don't remember. Was it Farrah Fawcett leaning over the Lamborghini or the Corvette or whatever in a bathing suit? That, it was a very iconic, right. iconic uh, poster back then. I, I can't remember who it was. I think it might have been Farrah Fawcett. But she was, in, she was in a bathing suit, bent over the hood of a Corvette or Lamborghini or something like that. Uh, look it up. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's fine. No, I want you to. <laughs> <laughs> I'll look it up later, okay? <laughs> uh, everybody, right Adam needs to go to the bathroom. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's sad. That's, that's the only thing that is worth mentioning because for, for the time period in which it came out, that had to have been a big deal. Because at, at my age, watching movies, if, if, if there was a boob scene ever, I was like, holy Christ, what is this? Because it was like the only time I ever got to see them back in those times. Now you wow. just you just got to pull up browser surgery and and you've already seen more than you can handle. But but in those days, that was like the only way to see things like that at at that age. Is, is it possible that's what made it iconic? Because I don't see anything else mm. here that to grab onto. Do you part, think part maybe half the stuff that they are experiencing in that film is re- relevant to what people lived with in their time? It's it's possible. I I was in high school. I started high school in 1994. Okay, this is high school in 1982. Mm-hmm. It's possible it might have been like that in '82. I can't say. I mean, there was different things going on in high school in '94. Uh, my freshman year, uh, there may have been some of this going on. But I wasn't a part of that crowd because right. I was I was the geek drama guy wearing Wranglers and cowboy boots and my Stetson hat through high school. Oh my! So um, I was not part of that crowd. Yeah, same. So if, if this was happening even in, in high school for me, which we started in '98, that's not something that I was ever privy to. So I, I can't relate to this film now. <laughs> even <laughs> like, no, that wasn't my high school experience. If that was happening in high school, wow. Which is why I started freaking out, thinking, oh my God, I, I, I was in a bubble. What is my daughter going through in high school? And hopefully she's in the same bubble I was. <laughs> the, the closest I could, uh, the closest point in my life that I can relate to this movie would have been when I bartended. Okay. Um, the, the, it's weird because a lot of adults came in the bar, but there was a lot of high school shit going on Yes, very that stupid. happened in this movie. So it was like what high schoolers were doing in 1982, um, adults in their late twenties, some early thirties are doing nowadays in a bar. It's like, wow, these kids were doing this in high school and now you're doing it as close to 30 you're acting like a high schooler in 1982. Mm. That's a very good point. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. The, the, the only relation I have to this would be the bar scene when we were big into it a couple of years back. And this is how we get to idiocracy. <laughs> <laughs> we're going backwards, folks. Yeah, it feels like it, doesn't it? 
Sure does. But then again, the opposite is, is if, if we think of it as we're going backwards, when people in their late 30s, early or late 20s, early 30s are doing this shit that they were doing in high school in 1982. If we wanted to go forward, then we would have to say kids in elementary school are doing what high schoolers were doing in 1982. So I don't like that idea either. Right. <laughs> but then also think about how, how much high school has changed right now. But my daughters are going back to high school. high school. Yeah, no, my daughters are going. She started her uh, sophomore year, and mm-hmm. she, there's she has zero chance of this happening because there's <laughs> they're all through Zoom meetings or or what Google Classroom about? or whatever. She can have private hangout meetings. Ah, uh, why would you say that? <laughs> Too late. It's only open. Everything's gonna do it. No, <laughs> no, no. Wouldn't can't. No, because this is a you don't, computer. Ah, <laughs> no. Everything's virtual now, man. Yeah, no, I, I, I raised a good kid. She's going to be fine. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, All right, I'm done with this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, guess, I guess we should talk about the uh yeah and this was interesting that you mentioned it earlier cowboy where you said you related with the the usher guy and also the scalper guy which the only thing that really actually happened in the movie is the uh the usher guy at the the theater was chasing the the main girl the stacy they went on a date uh things started getting a little physical he freaked out ran away but kept trying to pursue kind of and then his best friend swoops in and bangs her yep and gets her pregnant. Yep. And it isn't until it becomes a rumor around school that he knocked up this chick that the best friend finds out about. And now he's kind of like, hey, I was going to tell you, but, you know, I didn't. Sorry. So that, that, that's, that's the only thing of substance that happened, aside from the, uh, the, the boobs. That is like, is there anything to actually talk about? So, best friends, if this, if this is you, if you, if you were the usher... And your, your your friend, the scalper, did this to you. What is your reaction to that? I, I wouldn't be friends with him anymore. Because? Um, that's just like an untold, unwritten code between friends. Yeah, it's a bro code. You know, I mean, like, seriously. I mean, even in high school, I, um, I had a really good friend in high school and he went out with this girl for a few weeks. They were boyfriend and girlfriend for a few weeks. Never really, they were called themselves boyfriend and girlfriends, but they weren't really serious, you know? And, and I knew he really didn't like her that much. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they broke up. And a few months later, um, I, I was interested in her, you know, in dating her and whatnot. And I actually went to my friend. I was like, I, I like her. How would you feel? Would you be okay if I dated her? And I knew he really didn't care about her, you know? Mm-hmm. And he was cool. He was like, no, dude, go for it. You know? Yeah. But that was like, uh, nobody told me growing up, dude, if if you like somebody that one of your friends went out with, you you need to ask them if it's okay. Nobody told me that. I just thought it was... You know, uh, this is the honorable, more appropriate thing to do. He's my friend. I don't want to step on that friends. You know, that means something to me. Uh, You know, so I I asked him if it was cool. And then later in high school, there was a girl that I was dating and I was with for a while and we broke up 
And one of what I thought was one of my close friends just swooped in and started dating her like two or three days afterwards. Wow. And we got in a fight. Well, not really like fist fight or anything like that. But yeah. I, I basically told him to fuck off. I was never talking to him again. You know, he wasn't my friend anymore. Okay. You can't do this to me. Uh, and I never talked to him again. And that was in junior high, junior, that was junior year of high school. And I had never talked to him again. Now, Maestro, you have to uh, refresh my memory. Yeah. Did, did we ever have bro code conversations? Were we ever interested in the same person? In, in the group, there was some uh, swapping around. But. Not with me. No, not with you. No. Uh, but I, I feel like there was a talk about bro codes because we, we all became really good friends. And uh, maybe I'm mixing memories because. No, you're not. There, there was a girl that I dated for a couple of weeks, and then one of my friends wanted to date her, and I was, he asked for permission. I was like, "Yeah, totally, dude," and and they did, and they dated. Uh, the, it, then there was another girl that I dated, and one of my other friends wanted to date her, and they asked for permission, and I said, "No, <laughs> you're a scumbag, and I don't think this is going to be good. It's going to mess up the whole circle." And then he yeah. went on and dated her anyway. Yeah, and it was a giant mess, and b- basically, there. Two main friends that we had in high school that were would not take the bro code very seriously. And, yes, and those two. And lo and behold, they are not around anymore. Yeah, <laughs> the ones that did respect it. Do I know one of them? You know both of them. Oh, in fact, one of the first times we met, you called me by the other one of them. Oh, well, names. no, no, I, I know exactly <laughs> who both of them are now. Okay, okay. carry on, my wayward son. Yes, so it's it's it is. I guess unspoken, but somehow I feel like it was spoken at a certain point. And th- there was one night specifically where bro code was being manhandled one night. And there was a whole conversation. We all pow out and we're like, dude, do you see what's happening right now? Tonight? This is not good. We all need to back off. And the ones that backed off, we're still friends. The ones that did not back off are out of the group. The same fucking two. This was a New Year's, I believe. I don't know if you remember this night, Maestro. I don't know if I remember that night. Okay. I, was, I probably was trashed. It's it's very possible. Yeah, but yes, but, I was on the right side of the rock. I was on the, I was right side of the fence, right? Yes, yes. All right. Yeah, one one of these people I didn't like from the beginning, and I may or may not have put a cigarette out in his hand on purpose. That did happen years later. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but but to be honest with you, it was after I bought him a drink. And he proved once again why he's kicked out of the group in the first place. <laughs> this was a yeah. night where he was supposed to be let back in as a like, all right, let's trial run. We were giving him a chance. Yes. And then, oh, this, yep. Thanks for reminding us. Peace. <laughs> yeah. That was a good night, man. It was expensive for you, but it was a good night. Yeah. Thank God I got a bonus the day before. <laughs> Shit, that bill was two hundred nineteen dollars. And you, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't think we've had the bro code chat. I remember having a bro code chat when in junior high with. Uh, oh, weirdly enough, one of the one of the guys that. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> it's a real thing. I think it's very important. In this movie, they ended up being friends. Still, I, I maybe it was easier to be friends with somebody in the '80s that did that kind of thing. I, I can't imagine that in this day and age to allow somebody that's that. Uh, flippant with your feelings i I think i think more more along the lines of the the usher guy what's his name mark or mike or 
Ooh, um, Mark, I can't, I can't yeah. remember. Mark, Mark Ratner. Uh, Mark. Um, I don't think he had very many friends. I yep. feel like that was his only friend and, and he knew that. And I can't say he forgave him because the way he came off was heartfelt. And he's like, but I mean, he did have a, he's like, dude, I've been trying to find a way to tell you about this for a month, you know, but this whole movie was a matter of a whole year. They went from summer to summer. Yeah, they did. And it was like, <laughs> uh, yeah, it seemed like it was two days. Yeah. It, it was another problem with the movie is that it didn't let us in on these clues of how much time has passed. It just all of a sudden, oh, it's the end of the year dance. Like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you start the movie off there in the summer. Oh, yeah. Go get laid for the summer. Boom. Oh, school starts. Boom. Next scene, school starts. Boom. Next scene, it's Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, I think the only thing that shows the real transfer of time is when they're in Mr. Han's room. <laughs> Okay, the uh oh that's another thing that uh, is worth I think I guess kind of talking about. Mr. Hand? Mr. Hand, yes. And specifically the day of the dance when Spicoli is trying to get to the dance, Mr. Hand shows up at his student's house. Yeah, that's weird. You have wasted by my account x many hours uh, you were in my class and 8 was, hours. 8 hours. 8 through the whole year? That's it. <laughs> Because he was late. He was counting only the time he oh, was late. Uh, oh, the all minutes. The minutes he was late. This was probably about two hours into the movie or an hour and a half. How long was this movie? It felt like three days. <laughs> uh, when the movie, at that moment in the movie, I paused it, looked at Annie. I would like to square my debt with this movie for wasting two hours and 12 minutes of my time. <laughs> Oh my god! But it seemed like I guess Spicoli got got it. I guess he learned something, even though he was late all the time. I don't know if that was supposed to be redemption for Spicoli or redemption for Mister Hand. I don't know. It seemed it seemed kind of like a cute scene, even though it was highly unethical uh, for for that to happen. Well, back then, and probably that type of unethical thought never crossed people's minds. Right. I guess that was back in the day where you can hug your teacher, and it's not a. Uh, yeah, lawsuit. I, I mean, I did you guys ever? Uh, I mean, I had some pretty strict teachers um, growing up, but never ones like this that would lock the door. First off, you know, when I was in high school, they couldn't lock the door. No, they, they weren't allowed to lock the door because, I mean, when you lock kids out, you're also locking kids in, mm-hmm. and that was uh, not allowed. Oh. Um, yes. Yeah, but I mean, I had some pretty strict teachers that would like get irritated when you were late. Yeah. You know, even yeah. if you had a tardy slip and an excuse or, you know, whatever reason, yeah. they would get irritated because you're disrupting their class. But no. I remember I had one radical teacher in high school that I, I can't remember if it was economics <laughs> or or uh, current history or something like that. Okay. But basically our class, our class was like this. Uh Monday through Wednesday, we talked about current events as a class. Thursday, we would get in groups of four or five, and we'd have a study guide on what we talked about Monday through Wednesday. On Friday, we would have a test 
where we could use our notes from the study guide on Thursdays that we did as a group. Interesting. And the teacher said, look, 80% of your grade is participation. Wow. Well, Captain, if there my is captain. ever a day, yeah, 80% <laughs> of our grade was participation. The other 20% was the quizzes and the final, right? So his idea was to get people involved in current news and what's going on. Okay. Okay. And basically he said at the beginning of our, the, it was a semester long class at the beginning of the semester. He's like, look, if you come in and you don't feel like participating and you, you know, you're going to be disruptive to the rest of the class. He had two desks in the back corner of his room that had pillows on top of the desk. And he's like, <laughs> if you come into class and you know, you're going to be disruptive and you, you're not interested in the class, I want you to do the rest of us a favor, go back to one of those desks I won't look at you weird. I won't look at you wrong. I won't look at you differently and just put your head down and be quiet. Wow. You know, and there was one day and we had this class um, right before lunch. And there was me and one of my really good friends in high school at the time. And, you know, we were smokers in high school. So during break and lunch, we'd sneak off campus to his truck and go smoke, you know, in between uh, on our breaks and stuff. We came into class and we were just ornery as fuck. And he looked at us and he's like, have you guys had cigarettes today? Have you had your cigarette today? Have you had your nicotine today? We're like, no, because we, we, we actually got busted during break and got told to get back on campus by the narcs, you know? Mm. We're like, no. He's like, get the hell out of my class until you've had your cigarette. <laughs> wow. He didn't want us going to the back desk because we would probably still be disruptive and stuff like that. He just told us to get out of his class until we had our cigarette. Interesting. And so we both left the class. <laughs> we didn't crazy. go back. We went to Taco Bell across the street. <laughs> I, I did have one teacher that was kind of a hard ass, like uh, kind of like Mr. Hand, but in in much more uh, I, I saw it as diabolical. If you were late, he would lock the door. And if enough people were late, he would have a pop quiz. And the pop quiz was stupid questions you couldn't make it up it'd be like all right and this was this was a government class i think or a history uh, or something. i had him too you did <laughs> <laughs> and he would ask questions like all right first question what is your name yep. second question what are the school colors uh third question uh what time is it or something like that yep. it, to deliberately fuck over the people that were late but he was also such a dick that the school colors uh, gold and blue. Yeah. If you said gold and blue, that answer is incorrect. The correct question is old gold and navy blue. Wow. So not only was he fucking over the people that were late, he was fucking with people that were in class. Like this isn't this is what are you what are you doing? Why are you doing this? I was in that class for three weeks. <laughs> it was an advanced placement class, and I was like, no, I don't want to be advanced. I want to go back to normal. You suck. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would never see that guy caring about his students enough to go to their house and try to teach them something. It was more of a, I'm teaching you this. You're going to learn. If you're not, fuck you. That's, that's, that's the vibe I got from that, from that teacher. Specifically. Yeah, yeah, but I don't see Mr. Hand going to his house to teach him something. I saw Mr. Hand going to his house to fuck him over and be like, ha, oh, you fucker. I got you. I'm going to pay you back. That's how I saw that scene. Yeah. But – 
he ended up being able to go to the dance. And I'm like, okay, this is supposed to be like three, four o'clock in the afternoon after school. And he's making plans to go to the dance, which usually dances started around seven, eight o'clock. Right. Okay. So eight hours from like four o'clock, that's like midnight. The dance would have been over with because all my dances, they were like from 730 to 10 or something like that. Yeah. But he didn't go the full eight hours. He went enough to feel like, okay, I think I made my point here. We're, we're done. And even even end up giving him a passing grade, which is like, what? so. I, I I think we're supposed to understand that Spicoli did learn more than we're led to believe, even though he was high all the time. Uh, that he still understood enough of the subject matter, and I think once Mr. Hand got the re- got that idea, like okay, you are learning, even though you're a pothead. I made my point. I think we're good here. And he. I mean, to- he's smoking a bong in his room. His parents don't smell that. Maybe they are. Maybe they don't. They can't smell anything. Maybe they, uh, they're their nose deaf. I don't know. Or, or maybe they're potheads too. I was about to say the that they're in their room smoking their own pot with their own posters on the wall. That well, <laughs> well, don't you think though? If that were the case, his name would be like River or like Rainbow. Spicoli is bad enough, dude. River Spicoli, Rainbow Spicoli. I mean, no, he's dude. Jeff. His name is Jeff Spicoli. <laughs> Jeff. When, when the mom, when mom was having the baby, they're like, oh, "What are we gonna name him?" Uh, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you not even Jeffrey, way, just Jeff. Right. That's a good point. That's a real good point. <laughs> All right. I think we've talked enough about the movie, and we can move on now. I think we had to do something to talk about this yeah. movie. That's what was so sad, dude. So we basically covered all the important parts of it, uh, aside for the abortion thing, which also was kind of just a throwaway, like, oh, they got yeah. an abortion and she's fine. I feel like this is going to end up with a random axe eventually. This was random axe. We had to make it random axe to get through talking about this movie. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, there we go. We did. We killed two birds with one stone. Fantastic. So that was our both in both series. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Double post. Uh, so this is our opinion of the movie. But like I said, at the top of the show, we have lots of opinions with zero credentials. Now let's hear from people who actually have credentials, the critics, and also the non-credentialed people. So this is for the Rotten Tomatoes game. I'm going to make you guys guess the scores a little bit later on. If you're not familiar with the scoring system, this is an average score from zero to 100 amongst the critics and the audience. Zero to 59 is rotten. 60 to 84 is fresh. 85 and up is certified fresh. So, I'm going to have you first guess the critics. Oh, critics first, eh? Yeah, let's start with the good reviews. This is okay. James, oh, Barandanelli, Bar, Berardinelli. There it is. James Berardinelli from Real Views. Fast times will always be remembered for one thing. Showing respect for and insight into the members of its core audience. Something that was rare in the 1980s as it is today. What? The people with boobs? Yeah. Uh, showing respect for the insight. Okay. Uh, uh, no, no, I was just showing respect for the insight of its audience, which would be not the boobs, but the people who like boobs. Mm, there is. <laughs> uh, James Maslin from New York Times. A jumbled but appealing teenage comedy with something of a fresh perspective on the subject. First of all, I would not call this comedy and I would not call this perspective fresh. 
But maybe at the time, there wasn't movies that were about abortion and teenagers having sex. So maybe it was fresh at the time. Uh, we're basically we're we're inundated with this constantly, so it's not fresh for us. But maybe in '82 it was. I sound like a teenager, but those boobs are kind of fresh. Oh my god! All right, bad reviews from the critics. Ernest Leogrand from New York Daily. What it doesn't have is a clear point of view, something that would make it of more interest than leafing through a high school yearbook. Hundred percent agree. This basically felt like leaving through a yearbook. This is if, if you were with somebody and they had a yearbook, turned the page, oh, that's that guy. What did he do? Here's his story. Okay. Here's a page. Oh, that's his story. Cool. Uh, this is great for your girlfriend that you tolerate. Like, oh, it's a great story. It's not really, but you say it is. But you don't make a movie about that. <laughs> All right. Uh, Richard Corliss from Time Magazine. Director Amy Heckerling has failed to provide the raunch or poignancy that would interest young moviegoers, all of whom have seen American Graffiti and its 467 imitators. Ridgemont High, a nice place to visit, but who would want to transfer there? All right. Those are good Me. and bad reviews. You want to transfer there? <laughs> okay. oh. well, I mean... I understand yeah. why. Yeah, I get you. All right. For Stacey the- goes there. <laughs> Stacy's mom. Oh my God! Going on. I, I fought every impulse to do the same thing you just did, Maestro. Right. That was Je- Jesse's mom. S- Stacy, can't you see? You're just not the one for me. Jesse's mom has got it going oh, on. She's really no, th- right. Then which one, Stacy? Right. Hold on, I'll check. Stacy, won't you come over? I don't know. There is a song with Stacy, but what you're yeah. thinking about is Jesse's uh, mom. No, Jesse. I think it's Stacy's no, mom. No. Stacy's mom. Yes. I wish that I had Jesse's girl. Jesse's girl. Okay. Yes. Never mind. You're right. Stacy's <laughs> mom is God. Okay. Okay. How dare I, I correct. You. I mistake. <laughs> All right. I mistake. So you got the good reviews and out. the bad reviews from the top critics. So what do you think the tomato meter is? Um, a bushel of tomatoes. <laughs> All right. How no, much is in a bushel? Um, I, 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 I don't know. Peter Piker picked a peck of pickled peppers. How uh, many peck of pickled peppers did Peter Piker pick? Um, honestly, I think this still has a cult following. Um, I, I don't think it was like, sir, what, what's the scores again? Uh, zero to fifty nine is rotten. Sixty eighty four oh, okay. is fresh. Got it. Eighty five and up is certified fresh. I don't think it's certified fresh, but I think with just the following and stuff, it it might be in the lower threshold of fresh. Okay. Uh, I, I I'm going to go with the very lower threshold of fresh because I don't want to say it's rotten, but I don't want to say it's upper echelon of fresh. Okay. So all right, let's all right. go sixty. Sixty. All right, barely fresh. What do you get, Mister? I'm running with an even 70, man. I think that it's got a little bit higher considering how many people like this movie. Mm, okay. Uh, for those of you that were curious, a, a bushel is 9.3 gallons. <laughs> Love <it. laughs> okay. uh, But the tomato meter, the critics rated this at a fresh score oh. of 78. Oh, Maestro. Look at you, man. All right, now let's do the audience. Let's start with the batteries this time. This is from yeah. Raquel R. A movie that just never seems to get it together. Completely frazzled from start to finish. 
Raquel does not have good looking boobs. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> she's jealous. Okay. She's jealous of the boobs that are in the movie. You know, she's like, "Fuck you and your beautiful looking boobs, your dark nipples." <laughs> Josh L. <laughs> Josh L. says, "I did not find this film funny in any way. In fact, I found it a bit sad at times." He doesn't like boobs. <laughs> Josh Allen and Raquel are dating, and they both did not like this. <laughs> uh, okay, here's from ooh, this is a super reviewer. Oh, oh, good review from AJV. A classic teen drama comedy. If you like '80s teen movies or just teen movies in general, you have to see it. Not only is it hilarious, but the drama is realistic too. I really like this movie. Okay, now, <laughs> I really like this movie. Mm. What a review from a super reviewer. I expected more from somebody named AJ. I know several AJs that are more intuitive than that. Mm, yeah. And I guarantee you all of the ones that you know would not like this movie. Yes. All right. Here we go. Uh, this is from Lee P. <laughs> uh, this is a good review. It's a set the mark for all other teen comedies to follow. High school life story that mostly avoids immaturity and has some real authentic and poignant moments. A star vehicle for a number of cast members. The perfect early 80s teen film. In case you're wondering, uh, most of those reviews, in fact, all of them except for the one I just read, came from 2010. This one came from 2020. Oh, my. I tried to go back further so we didn't get today's people and more older people. But I I couldn't hit back enough times. I was like, I'm tired. I don't want to go all the way back to the 80s. So, those are the good reviews and the bad reviews from the audience. What do you think the audience score is from 0 to 100? Oof. Uh, I'm going to go for, honestly, cult. Mm. I'm sticking with my my hard 70. 70. All right. Cowboy. Jerk. I was going to steal your 70. Aha! But I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to. I'm going to raise you 10 and go 80. Oof. 80. All right. The audience has this as fresh again. At? With 80% on the wow. head, cowboy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, He's on, on the floor. <laughs> All right. Uh, Paul Giamatti and Gary Oldman were on this film. We like to put these guys in films because they make films better, generally speaking. Now, for this game to work, they can be age-appropriate. We're going to transform them to be – because we, we, I can't put them as high schoolers, obviously. Or, I guess you want to put them as a teacher, you can. But if you were to put them in this movie age-appropriately, who would you take out to replace them with? Bueller? Anybody <laughs> thinking because like right now I, I'm trying to picture Paul Giamatti young. Okay, I'll go first yeah, then. Gary, Gary Oldman needs to be Brad. Brad, yes, is that I the uh, the scalper? Definitely. No, yes, yeah, definitely. no, no. That, that's the uh, that's that's the guy that I thought uh, was going to be Maestro. The guy that worked at the yeah, the guy with the gun. The guy with the gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah definitely Gary Oldman. 
Oh, interesting. I, I had. Uh, and by the way, I, by the way, I said that before when you were like Bueller, Bueller, but I actually put myself on mute instead of taking myself off mute. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sitting here talking and talking. And you're like Bueller, Bueller. I'm like, what? I just. Oh shit! I'm on mute. <laughs> <laughs> See, I had I had Oldman. Uh, I mean, uh, Giamatti as uh, as Brad because he's the same kind of goofy kind of guy, and they would. Be, it would just, it's just he's just fun. <laughs> I, I I I honestly. <laughs> Saw uh, Paul G. Motti more as the uh, scalper dude. Wow. <laughs> I think it'd be funny to see him as the scalper. Okay. <laughs> you know, because you're talking about him as younger, you know, I think, uh, you know, Paul G. Motti as younger might have been more, you know. Yeah. See, but uh, uh, for me, it comes down to the uh, the, the bathroom scene where he's, where he's masturbating. <laughs> I <laughs> I can see Giamatti doing that more than I can see Oldman doing that. I mean, I can see both of them doing that, you know. I picture it at night when they're on foot. I'm just kidding. I mean, see, the, I mean, Paul, Paul Giamatti should be Linda. Got some nice boobs, right? Yeah. Show us your areolas. Uh, oh, come on, no. Paul. Oh, come on. How dare you? <laughs> no, I, I had an old man as Mr. Hand and uh, Giamatti as Brad. That was, uh, those oh, were my thoughts. Mr. Hand did a great job, dude. Yeah. He did, but I, I, I could see Oldman even kicking it up a notch as as a teacher, being that dick guy. Now, see, because me, I can't picture Giamatti in anything other than what he was with like that blank check film as the youngest version of him. So oh I don't know what else. God, I forgot about that movie. So I don't know what he would look like any younger than that. So I can't picture him anything other than an old person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really trying, but I can't find anything. All right. All right. So, uh, That's fine. Okay. Let's do trivia. Uh, this is a part of the show where I give you guys little bits of facts or information you may not know about the movie. Let's see. Uh, let's start with Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage lied about his age so that he could get a bigger part, but the producers eventually found out he was only 17. This is this is by the way Nicholas Cage's first role and the only film in which he appears under the name Coppola, which is his father is uh, Francis Ford Coppola and he changed his name to Cage so he wouldn't ride on the coattails of his dad. All right, here we go. Near the beginning of the film, right after Mr. Hand sends Piccoli to the front office for being late to class, Mr. Hand passes out the class schedules of quizzers. After the paper is passed out, the students put the page up to their noses and deeply inhale. You remember this? Did this mean do anything for you? Yes, that was weird. I didn't understand it. No, oh, this, I, I got. I, I understood this one, and I was, it was, it was, it was I'm like, ha, oh, yes, I remember that. This was a popular school ritual of the '60s, '70s, and '80s, as photocopying machines were very expensive, so ditto machines were used. The resulting copies did not get you high, but they smelled good. Oh, now I didn't grow up in the sixties, seventies, and eighties, and I wasn't in high school at this time. But I did have a teacher in high school that used Ditto machines, and uh, he was a history teacher. I had him multiple years. He was not a good teacher, uh, and he always had pens in his pockets that were bleeding through his shirt. Uh, and did not have the pocket protector. No, he did not. But he used the Ditto machine, and I remember the smell of that very vividly, and really enjoying it. All right, what else we got? Okay, uh, Mike Demone's nude scene with Stacy. This is the uh, who is it? Brad was his name? No, Mike. No, Mike. Was, this is the scalper. Mike the scalper, the guy that was in, scalper. A, in a change hassle. 
Yes, in the in the, in the room by the pool where they uh, the intent was to show each of them undressing and then show them standing before each other fully naked, full frontal, vulnerable and nervous. The scene was pulled due to an impending X rating and has never been released. By the way, uh, Mike Damone was very happy about this news. He did not, I guess, want his, uh, his junk out there for the world to see. All right. Uh, during the shooting of the film, Sean Penn got so into character that he only answered as Spicoli. In fact, on his dressing room, he had the name Spicoli instead of Sean Penn because he was dedicated. That sounds like Sean Penn. I can see it. All right. I saved the best for last. For his masturbation scene, Judge Reinhold brought a large dildo to work with. Unbeknown to the rest of the cast, Phoebe Cates' look of horror and disgust is very real. (laughs) So she walked in. Did she not know it was a dildo? Nobody did. Did she think it was him? Nobody knew that he had it. So she walks in and sees it and is like, oh! Probably not being able to understand what's happening and just seeing this very large dildo and freaks out. So that that reaction is 100% a real reaction. That's awesome. <laughs> so it's just like he did with uh, the same guy. What's the guy from Parks and Rec? What's his name? Chris Pratt. Pratt? Chris Pratt, yeah. Yeah, man. Oh, that guy's great. Where he did that whole naked thing at the door? Yeah. Yep. yep. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, I love Chris Pratt. That was back when he was fat, too. Where he, yep. he didn't know he was going to be like a leading man. Yep. All right. Money makes the world go round. Let's put this film into perspective with other films that were released this year so we get a feel financially how it held up to its peers. The estimated budget for this film was $4.5 million. This movie did not get a release in the foreign box office, so you're only going to guess the U.S. gross. While it was in theaters, how much did it make? Uh, popsicles. Popsicles? Let me see. Popsicles. No, he said dollars. Yeah. <laughs> Popsicles. Popsicles to bushels to gallons. Let me look at this up. <laughs> the dollars. The dollar dollar bills, yo. <laughs> well, um, Gallon, gallons is measurement. Popsicles is a noun. Come on. You said four point something million? Four point five was the estimated budget. Oh my gosh. Oh, let's see here. 4.5. Let me get my abacus out because it was 1982. (laughs) By the way, you picked this movie, right, Adam? I did. And and you're always busting my chops for picking movies in the 80s? Yeah. It's, uh, I honestly got, I did a search on back to school movies and this was on the list. I was like, hey, that's one that. Would be good, <laughs> probably. <laughs> I really were you wrong? Yes, I, I really. Yeah, I know. I think we're actually rubbing off on him, cowboy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, remember what he said the other the other time we had a uh, a podcast? He said he started liking my films as a shark. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. That's I'm like pretty a... sure he deleted that recording now. <laughs> I'm still recovering. I, mean, I don't understand. There's, no, there's another foot. There's another shoe that will drop soon, eventually. Um, By the way, have you watched all the other Shark Natives yet? Uh, no, I, I saw the the first and second one before the podcast, and I have not gone back to it yet. I, I do plan mm. on it though. <laughs> 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 if I'm ever in a really bad mood, I will put it on because it will lift my spirits instantly. Four point five million. I'll say twenty two million. 22. Oh, all right. 
Hmm, that's a pretty good number. He did four point five times five, I think, is what what happened there. Yeah, she did the math. It's it's a it's a round. If you did that times five, it's around twenty two million. I'm pretty sure. Okay, then I'm gonna do what every other high school does. Oh, it's exactly twenty two. <laughs> yeah. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna do what every other high schooler does, and I'm gonna round up. Okay. Thirty. Thirty. Ooh. Actually, four point five times five is twenty two point five million. Oh, okay. All right. So that's fine. So you went it down and make sure rounded up. The actual U.S. gross for this film, twenty seven point one million dollars. So that one goes to Maestro. Dang, I meant times six. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this film debuted on August thirteenth, nineteen eighty two, with two point five million dollars. This was the thirtieth highest grossing film of two of uh, nineteen eighty two. Number one that year. Any guesses? Nineteen eighty two films. If you can recall films from that time period. I wasn't even born. Yeah, but we but everybody knows this film. Everybody what? knows this film. So does it it is E.T. Look at you, man. Oh. I was about to give you a clue. Like, if you want, you can, uh, you can phone somebody. You can phone. We don't need no stinking clues, man. <laughs> oh, yes, I might one. Very young from very more. <laughs> All right, there was an extraterrestrial yep. in the movie. Maestro, do you, still, do you still need more clues? It was a- <laughs> uh, there was also a Yoda, which I think this began the uh, conspiracy theory where uh, they're in the same universe. Because in, in one of the Star Wars movies, you can see E.T. in the, like, the council meetings. Like uh, in, in one of the pods, there are E.T. people. But anyway. Wasn't there uh, – was it Cameron Diaz was in the movie? No. Uh, I just, no, no. Who, was, who, was, who was the girl? Who was the girl? The girl with the lisp. What's her name? Drew Barrymore. That's it. Drew Barrymore. Drew yeah. Barrymore. I just said it and I already forgot. God damn it. What uh, I, I said, Drew Bar- uh, young Drew Barrymore in it. Which the only time I did not find her. No, that's not true. I did find her irritating in that movie as well. I, I generally don't do not not a fan, but that's fine. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, all right, that was 1982's Fast Times at Ridgemont High, directed by Amy Heckerling. Check out our website ratpackpodcast.com/slash/spoilers. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Spoilers Show. Check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Ratpack Productions. Write us via email at Spoilers at ratpack.productions for any questions, opinions, or movie requests. Please rate and review the show on iTunes. Oops. Apple Podcasts is what it's called now. I got to update the script. It keeps happening. Uh, if you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and leave us a recommendation, that movie goes to the top of our list and we'll watch it before any other requests. Next week, even though it may seem unfair, uh, it's a, a movie that I chose. <laughs> Because why not? It was on the list. I started going to the list of the things that we had there. And like, hey, why not? Let's do that one. From 2004. Ashton Kutcher. Oh, crap. Has a very, very superpower. In which he can rewind time, kind of. Can he do something like turn the TV off right now? That sounds like a butterfly effect. It is. Know? It is the butterfly effect. But blah, 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 blah. Effect? It is. Not Affleck. <laughs> butterfly Affleck. <laughs> yeah, so uh, check that one out. Butterfly effect. I remember liking it when I first saw it and thinking, because it is kind of, it's time travel kind of. Well, it is. And I remember thinking, if time travel were real, this is probably one of the more correct depictions of how it would work. 
Really? I so mean, a guy sitting in his room looking at a picture, going back in time, coming back out, and then like messing with things. That sounds like the perfect time travel movie to you. It's Who more, are you and what have you done with Bruce it's Willis? It's more accurate than The Looper. It's more accurate than Looper, which had Bruce Willis. How could this be more accurate than Looper? Nothing's more accurate than Looper than than the no nothing's everything's more accurate than Butterfly Effect. Nope, we'll get into it. The, the, I, uh, I I did watch it already before and uh, before this podcast even, and I do have some things that I did not catch the first time, <laughs> and this is back before I was I became this crazy uh, diehard time travel person. Oh, shut up! You've always been crazy <laughs> and diehard. But when I saw this movie the first time, I wasn't this crazy yet with my time travel theories. <laughs> uh-huh. I have gotten so crazy, and it's outrageous. We'll talk about it next week. But until then, I am Adam. I am Maestro. I'm still not Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. I knew you were going to Michael Jackson. Yay! <laughs>